This is CBS News Bay Area with Juliet Goodrich. Good evening. Let's begin with a serious warning. In less than 12 hours, the entire northern Sierra under a blizzard warning with the potential for some of the snowiest days on record. Travel will be all but impossible. So Madison Keevy is in Truckee right now with how people are making sure they are ready for these whiteout conditions. Clouds overhead and temperatures dropping here in downtown Truckee tonight. No snow yet. 24 hours from now, though, will be a totally different picture here. The road to Tahoe up I-80 won't look like this for much longer. Some snow left over in the higher elevations from the last storm at the start of the month. Not much has fallen since. Kind of along for the ride. <laughs> um, I can't even imagine 12 feet of snow, honestly, in real life. So if it happens and we get to experience it once in a lifetime for us. Make sure I'm stocked with food and stuff and I just prepare to stay inside. There's a travel warning in place on I-80 Thursday to Saturday. People we've talked to say they're trying to get in a last dinner before the storm moves in this time tomorrow night, as well as doing some of this last-minute shopping, knowing that they might not be able to get out of where they're staying on Friday. It can all change so fast. Madison, thank you. The roads all looked pretty clear up there for her drive up there. And while there won't be a blizzard here, Chief Meralgist Paul Hagan joining us with what we can expect in the Bay Area. Hi, Paul. Jules, fortunately, we're just going to see light to moderate rain as the system moves in. So let's put everything in motion, and it's two different factors converging as the storm system grabs moisture from the southwest and sends it into California. But at the same time, cold air is going to be crashing in from the northwest. So while we see light to moderate rain showers, the moisture is really going to be focused and squeezed out as that air mass tries to climb up and over the Sierra Nevada, and that is going to produce several days' worth of snow. The most intense snow is going to fall Friday, Friday night, and Saturday. That's when it's going to be falling at the rate of three to five inches an hour. We're not going to see anywhere close to that intensity of rainfall around the Bay Area, but there's a reason we've been talking about travel being not only strongly discouraged, just flat out telling you don't go. If you were insistent on going, here's what you would run into on I-80. You get up to Blue Canyon, just over one mile up in elevation. Four to six feet of snow is going to add up from tomorrow through Sunday. You go even farther up, we're talking six to ten feet from Kingvale up towards Soda Springs. Donner Summit, six to eight feet of snow at least. There could be even more than that, and you would run into similar conditions conditions on US 50 if you wanted to take that route. Again, travel into the Sierra is not only strongly discouraged, it is a flat out dangerous as we head through the weekend. While around the Bay Area, it's just going to be waves of light to moderate rain. Moving in already tomorrow, we'll track that with Futurecast coming up in the full forecast in just a few minutes. All right, sounds good. We'll check in with you then. So our chopper caught the aftermath of a police chase that ended like this in El Sobrani. It was a multi-car crash. You can see there included one patrol car that actually shut down the roads temporarily. Police were following a suspect and a getaway driver of a Taco Bell robbery in Lafayette. They ended up speeding down San Pablo Dam Road before crashing near the San Pablo Reservoir boat launch. Now, we did hear from the manager of the Taco Bell right after the robbery. It was obviously very scary for his workers this afternoon. He was just uh, chatting that we should give him the money. If not, we're going to get hurt and stuff. The one that was on the line, she was pretty scary because he don't even want to talk to the cops because maybe the, that guy can come in and hard hair or something like that. That store manager says they didn't get away with anything because their safe has a countdown and they couldn't get the cash. Police came almost immediately after they were called. 
Vallejo police now trying to track down the man they say caused more than $3 million in damage by starting a fire inside a Target store. So take a look. This is the surveillance photos from inside the store on Admiral Callahan Lane. Happened around 3 Saturday afternoon. Police say he set the fire in the paper products aisle. The store had to be cleared out, evacuated, and a few people were treated for smoke inhalation. The store's website says it is closed until March 3rd. So the city of San Francisco boasting new success with a program designed to help people get rid of their unused pharmaceuticals. Max Darrow shows us how it could benefit the community as well as the environment. One container at a time. Dr. Swati Patel does her spring cleaning of expired and unwanted medications, placing each one in this safe disposal bin at Zuckerberg SF General Hospital. The importance is twofold. By putting prescription pills, OTC meds, and more here rather than the garbage or the toilet. The bin allows us to ensure that the medications are disposed of uh, correctly, both for the environment and uh, for public safety. This is one of 62 bins across San Francisco. There's a look at another one at Kaiser Mission Bay. According to the city, new numbers show they've collected and safely disposed of more than 140,000 pounds of meds during the five-year period of 2017 to 2022. That's a lot of drugs that are being kept out of San Francisco Bay and all of our local creeks and the environment. Got it. Sejal Choksi Chu, the executive director of San Francisco Baykeeper, says when people flush pills, they end up going into the wastewater treatment plants. Wastewater treatment plants in San Francisco are not equipped to remove those kinds of drugs and chemicals out of our waste stream. And eventually, into the bay and waterways. When you've got drugs that are in the food chain, um, you have larger fish eating smaller fish, and then that works its way up the food chain. So you end up getting exposure to these chemicals uh, at all the different levels in the food chain. Patel says more folks are filling up the bins now than they did in previous years. When they started the program in 2017, they had a once monthly pickup at her hospital. They're now at a pickup every two weeks. Oftentimes, um, it does get full before the two-week pickup, and so uh, we may even have to call to have it picked up. She hopes others will do a spring cleaning of their medicine cabinets as she does, helping the community by disposing of their meds in a people and eco-friendly way. The city also has 164 sites where people can get mailback envelopes for their unwanted pills. There are also drug take-back events at various points throughout the year.